Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 205. And you are with your hyperist conchu, Ray. Hello, and it is a waning crescent up in the night sky, so go check it out. Um, I'm actually using the moon phases as per Cairo, so it might be slightly different depending on which part of the globe you're from. Uh, And anyway, we are back. Uh, doing a Lunapic Classic Run review, and that will be Moon Knight, Volume 1, Issue 18, The Slayer's Elite. And joining me, returning back to the show after a rest um, during the week, uh, is Noel, keeping the lie alive. How are you, Noel? <laughs> Good, Ray. How are you? Excellent. I'm back and I'm fresh. I slept for 48 hours. Excellent. And now I'm up. Opening up my floppy of this comic we're going to be covering today. Yes, excellent. And uh, as mentioned, yes, that that issue is a Doug Mansbilsenkevich classic. It'll be interesting to see how uh, this fares between Noel and myself. Now, before we get into that, of course, a big thank you to our gracious Patroonies, our co-producers and executive producers on each of the episodes. You can see their names in their show, in the show notes right there. So a big thank you to Daniel, Justin, Derek, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. Thank you so much, guys. Um, truly, thank you for the, 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 truly thankful for you keeping the lights on. Um, Fringe Night by Daniel Doing as well, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero. Uh, Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best and Dreamland Comics from Illinois, the superhero superstore. Now, Noel, we have this very interesting issue to cover. It's a classic. Um, Love having a chat with you about anything and everything as as, uh, heard in the previous episode, but... um, you definitely have a preference for for classic Moon Knight, right? I do. I just have a preference for <clears throat> my era. Really, was late seventies mm-hmm. throughout the eighties, I guess, um, up until the early nineties of comics. So any anything from that era, I usually prefer. Almost. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's Moon Knight or if it's Fantastic Four or whatever it is. It's like this, yeah, this is. I can forgive a lot of things because I just love some of the, even the tropes of 80s comics that are so, and the ads, of course, as we always oh, discuss yes. whenever we do one of these. Oh, you're privy to that. Um, so that's good. I mean, yeah. Um, actually. Uh, yeah. Even though this, this uh, issue has zero ads in it oh. because it was, um, I mean, until the very end, obviously, there's some ads. But if you flip through, you're the original floppy. Is there. No, no ads. ads. So they're missing those ads on Buy Yourself a Monkey, th- those sorts of weird ads back in the day. Um, yeah. I mean, the first page there is, like on the other side of the cover, there's a Cracker Jack story. Yeah. So that's pr- that's pretty oh, cool. You have to always have a crack- Cracker Jack. It's very classic. Yeah, exactly. And then I believe at the very end, there's one for monogram toy cars from Hot Wheels. Oh, Hot Wheels, they're still going. So, yeah. yeah. Longevity there. Yeah, but there's some house ads. There's one for Marvel Fanfare where Spidey versus 
Oh, who's the mutant that turns into a pterodactyl? Oh, Sauron. Yeah. Sauron, it looks yeah, like. Yeah. And then a house ad for Kazar oh. for the next issue of Moon, Moon Knight and for the Micronauts. Oh, the mi- Micronauts, um, that didn't really last, did it? In Marvel, in Marvel mm-hmm. at least. Oh, wow. Well, no, in yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yes. <clears throat> See, this is the, the, the nice difference that we have, loonies. Uh, so Noel is reading from the OG floppy. Uh, it's available there, of course, uh, digitally as well, on Marvel Unlimited. Um, but I'm reading it from a trade. Uh, so for those with the, the video, it's a, the volume two of the epic collection. It's um, Shadows of the Moon. And that collects Moon Knight 5 to 23. So uh, plenty of ways to read this particular issue. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. as always, loonies, if you haven't listened to this before, uh, what we'll do is, uh, Noel, if you'd be so kind as to read The Bare Bones, which is a synopsis, a very short one, uh, just in case you want to understand mm-hmm. what this issue was about. And then Noel and I will just launch into some discussions on could be anything from writing art themes characterizations or references to any other run and we'll cap that off with a moon rating vanilla or connoisseur's rating system now noel uh, i'm gonna by default give you connoisseur's one right thank you i could even read just the synopsis off the back of the floppy oh even better moon knight and marlene set out to avenge the murder of a friend dot 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 and find themselves battling a conspiracy of terror gosh there you go so that was pretty good we're done right there but um (laughs) this is moon knight moon knight volume one number 18 released in april of 82 so it's um it's coming up on its 40th anniversary yeah jeez god uh writer of course doug munch penciler bill sinkevich he also did the cover bill and it's a wraparound cover Oh, yeah, that's right. It's got the oh, nice... So yeah. There's Mar- Marlene with a gun being held to her <laughs> head on the back cover. Um, the inker is Steve Mitchell, colorist Christine Schill. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, letterer Janice Chang. Yeah. Chang, <laughs> Chang. Uh, editor Denny O'Neill. And, yeah, like you said, it's a floppy digital Marvel Limited, the, all, the, all the big books. Mm-hmm. And um, here we go. Nimrod Strange sends the Slayer's Elite, three assassins representing each side of the excess of the organization, after Moon Knight in Jerusalem. They strike first by abducting Marlene and Anna, who is Ben Abaroff's widow. Moon Knight has to run a gauntlet through the city, defeating the members of the Elite one by one. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much the only thing that happens. Eh? That's, yeah, that's it. Funny, like when you were reading that as well, I um because they, they come in threes, I guess. So the Slayers Elite mm-hmm. came in three. Um, Nimrod Strange has his own band of three bodyguards, which kind of opens up this mm-hmm. thing. And again, they represent each side. Well, I think they also represent each side of the axis of the organization. So he, there's like um, one Caucasian, one um, African American, or African woman and then there's one asian um representation and i don't know thoughts noel on this opening scene where he gets them to for his his own pleasure gets to see them fight each other um well you think it, even somebody else there's in the the text that says like he's 
kind of a strange person who's supposed to be an anarchist. Yeah. Um, I don't know any anarchists who would have women fight each other for their own amusement. <laughs> um, uh, let alone sit on a throne dressed like a cop. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a little <laughs> stu- stupid, I guess. But um, it's weird. It kind of goes from like a the artwork, page one, doesn't look so Sienkiewicz. But then page two and three, like, okay, there he is. Oh, like, yeah. The actual shot of Strange sitting on the throne. I was like, that looks very Sienkiewicz, kind of a Denny O'Neill kind of shot. Mm-hmm. Um, with the weird force perspective, that looks really cool. But um, I don't know. It's a good setup to let you know what's what's happening here yeah i I think one of the things synonymous with sinkevich and and you see a lot of it with moon knight is i guess the fluidity of of how he makes the bodies look Uh, i'm not not Mm -hmm. speaking so much exactly to say like that first page not so much that but just with uh nimrod strange slouched on the throne and stuff like that and even then the the first look of the slayers elite um i don't know that's just one of the things that i really love about sinkevich is that the art it just the bod- the bodies look like very like kind of loose not yeah i mean they look human yeah. but it looks like it's there's not a lot of same same mm. you know which is cool like people like the the one with all the sharp sharp stuff he looks very different than the yeah. big the big dude they're just different body types they're different like the muscles look different everything looks yeah different even that the hatching and stuff is kind of different from character to character it looks yeah i don't know it looks really cool um and i also like there's a lot of doug mench's um like caption boxes in here are classic doug mench like they're really sort of cool and poetic Um, oh yeah i remember there's one in particular but yeah yeah there's a there's a couple that are really fun um and i kind of sometimes wish that there are some thought balloons in here and a little over dialogization, if that's a word. Oh, there is a um, there that is I, a bit that I wish. Yeah, yeah, but that I wish it would have stuck to sort of the um, the caption boxes instead, even for like Mark's thoughts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's that's the sign of the times, I guess. Yeah, well, definitely the opening is dated sign of the times um yeah to say the least <laughs> but yeah that that writing by doug bench look there's one bit here there's that thing where and and talking about i guess again sign of the times the brutality of this like they're uh how, who are they are they um the nimrod's factions they come in and they slaughter a synagogue like of of people inside um yeah while they're worshiping while they're worshiping you see it all um but what is this thing uh so if I just read this out, inside the Sabbath is ushered in at sunset with the recital of selected psalms and the Lekadodi, a 16th century Kabbalistic poem of mysticism. The bride is the Sabbath itself. And then it's got pictures here of them being all slaughtered. The bride is met dressed in crimson. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... It's great. Yeah, right? that sort of <laughs> It's really fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the layouts, I mean, if I'm... If we're looking at the same page as well, we're talking jam-packed. I mean, this is not uncommon with uh, mentioned Sienkiewicz. Um, but there's this interplay. There's that one scene where the synagogue, the massacre is happening, but it's inter- interplayed with Mark kind of um, thinking mm-hmm. about, uh, I guess he's thinking about uh, his mercenary days, that sort of stuff. 
and, and, and the death of his friend Ben Abramov, who we know from the previous issue, he had this uh, micro, what was it, a micro dot or something, had all this information, uh, but he was he was mm-hmm. killed by Sniper, right? And this is actually what has driven this issue because Sniper was an assassin for Nimrod Strange. Nimrod Strange yep. is pissed off um, that Moon Knight got Sniper, so he wants to he wants to get Moon Knight. And that's what that's where this comes from. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think the writing was like the premise. Basically, that was it. So um, Nimrod gets uh, he employs the Slayer's Elite. Um, very colourful characters. Like, I'm surprised he didn't actually... Well, I guess they're bodyguards, but I'm surprised he didn't uh, unleash his bodyguards on, on Moon Knight as well, you know? Um, that could have been an mm-hmm. option. But we get these three colourful characters. Uh, they all different shapes and sizes. Uh, Jujuka, I guess, he's the, the first guy. Uh, I'm sh- he's yeah. more... Um, uh, is a gun, gun toter. Um and then you have, again, these names. I mean, where do you come up with this, Doug? Mm-hmm. Uh, Karish Beck. And I love... Karish Beck, was, mm-hmm. I think, would my, would be my favourite. Uh, he's this kind of... I don't know. He's got this almost chic kind of look, the way he's dressed as well. But he's got these, yeah. these glass darts with acid in it. That's... that's Yeah, that's, that's a fun weapon. It is a fun weapon. Uh, Schoolboy era, though, like... Wearing those darts in front of your bare chest is, uh, is not yeah, well, yeah. a good look. Um, These definitely won't blow up on my yeah, chest. And exactly. And finally, of course, there always has to be a big behemoth, uh, Sumaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And his claim to fame is killing a man in six seconds. Nay, 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 five seconds now, Nimrod. I've got it down to five seconds flat. Okay. So... <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. we get a bit of a setup with them. They're pretty cool, um, but that's a premise. Um, those guys are going to draw Moon Knight out, and they're going to they're going to try and kill him. Yeah, and they discover. Wait, did Strange already know who Moon? And he's just going after Spectre, right? He doesn't know because one of the guys says, "Oh, Spectre is yeah, Moon Knight." Yeah, no, I think he's going after. Um, oh yeah, it is to locate Mark Spectre. Mm-hmm. I, but I thought he was pissed off because. Uh, because Spectre has oh of course sorry okay jogging my memory so I think from that issue in Switzerland um, it was Mark Spectre that that did away Sniper not Moon Knight so right. hence okay so hence he's yeah, after Spectre yeah. okay mm-hmm. and there you go I'm learning on the run there listeners um, but yeah uh, I just like that they it's like they put two and two together unlike any other comic <laughs> <clears throat> with with a character with a secret identity, he's like, "Oh, okay, Mark Spector's Moon Knight. Well, I'm going to yeah. kill him." But then, luckily, Moon Knight just takes care of him. Yeah, pretty quick. The inter- introduction of the second assassin is great, though. Too, there's a really good um, Moon Knight butt shot that when they when they face off. The upper, Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the upper left corner of the one where. He's trying to stab Moon Knight, and Moon Knight just smashes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great butt shot there, Bill. Jeez, yeah. I mean, you can't get a butt shot more in your face than that. So, <laughs> uh, no, great. there there is some really cool art here. I mean, typical Sinkevich as well. So, kind of blessed with some really good art. Um, it's good action. There's really good action pieces in here. Actually, it's some of his. Oh, I love it. Some of his best. Yeah. Um, 
Well, because... Some of his best action stuff, I think. Yeah. Well, see, I think some of the times... For early Moon Knight. Yeah. Is. I mean, I think the way Mensch writes it, sometimes it's not um, amenable to, to having grandiose like fights and stuff. But in this issue, at least, mm-hmm. since you have these three colourful assassins, I think it kind of makes for some pretty interest, interesting scenarios. It becomes almost like a, I don't know, in a way like a kung fu thing where he kind of goes through one stage, like that first assassin, then he goes through the second one and the third one. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good good analogy. Yeah, what, like a crime boss kind of thing. But he, he still doesn't, mm-hmm. he still doesn't um, get anywhere close to Nimrod, strange. So he's still kind of floating around there. Um, yeah. But what did you think of this setting in Jerusalem? I mean, this was an interesting um, decision, I guess, by Mensch. But if anything, it does highlight Mark's roots. Yeah, I mean, do they... I don't remember them going into much <clears throat> of these other characters previously. But yeah, it at least shows that he has roots... And it's something that could be explored in the future. Yeah, I, I think it was that friendship he had with Ben Abramov. Uh, and that was only, I guess, in that way, it was kind of, it was unspoken that that was their connection. I guess they were both um, Jewish. And uh, anyway, so they go to meet the widow of Ben, who unfortunately passed away in a previous issue. So uh, again, I like this continuity that Mensch um, is doing. I don't know whether he thought, you know, this had... I wonder if he had this story in his mind when he wrote the earlier one, or, or this was like a oh, I might as well bring this kind of continuity back. But uh, I like the way that uh, he's trying to at least tie it to the previous issues. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, um, for 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 a run that didn't have a lot of continuity, it's nice to see a little. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you don't get these days. Um, it's more in those classic, the classic era uh, issues where. At least they were trying to make things, you know, continue through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say this is what a three-issue yeah, arc. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for for volume one, that's that's a feat. Yeah, that is. It's good. Um, so actually, just jumping again, just jumping around here. So you're talking about that fight with Karish Beck. I think his name is. Uh, as mentioned, so there's really cool with the the acid and uh, Moon Knight uses that. <clears throat> To uh, t- to foil him basically by burning through a hole in a like an awning or something, and and that hits him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes him takes down. him down, and he falls on his his uh, needles and stuff. So um, that would be quite a grisly death. Also, what Mensch introduces, I like the use of. These are the elite, though. I mean, these are his elite fighters, no. and the idiot can't think to take the acid off his no, chest. No. So, what does that what does that say for Ninmat? Well, he must be so arrogant to think that he would never fall into that situation. I don't know, but he does. <laughs> he literally falls. into I don't know it. about you, but I fall on my chest <laughs> yeah. all the time. So, um, but there's also a little extra little spark here that Mench introduces with with Frenchie as well, because we see Frenchie taken mm-hmm. out of the picture earlier on. In a in a nice car chase. I mean, that was pretty cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. It generally actually surprised me when Frenchie came back. I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. Well, well I, <laughs> within yeah. this issue where not a lot happens, it's like oh, Frenchie ends up saving the day. Sorta. Yeah. Well, Anna really does, but yeah, no, that, that's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, like, um, yeah, I didn't expect that to be Frenchie as well because he seemed pretty bunged up in the car. You know, he was taken away to hospital. Uh, but you're right. It was it was Anna. Mm-hmm. She pretty much 
she has those those incredible Hulk eyes, she, or, or the the Wolverine <laughs> Berserker eyes, and she she, <laughs> she she gets pissed off and just headbutts yeah. that dude right in the Tracks, chin. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so off he goes. I mean, the only thing that I guess can kill him is a um, is a large fall, and yeah. Thankfully, they are up high somewhere for him to fall. Um, so, mm-hmm. so there you go. Um, but yeah, you get to see his little thing. I mean, he was talking about garroting as well. So he, he, he gets Moon Knight in that. Um, and thankfully, within five seconds, Moon Knight manages to take his truncheon out and, and, uh, and hit him. Um, yeah. The part, the spot where he's breaking it over his head is a great yeah, panel. Yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. and one of the uh, little like tricks that Mensch uses too throughout this thing is about um, talking about his Moon Knight's emotion, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Like in the captions, talking about now he's. Uh, I gotta find a spot where he's talking about that. Oh, um, but there's just like certain. He's like now you know basically kind of saying now he's pissed, now oh, he's yeah. sad, now he's whatever. <laughs> but doing in these caption boxes that are really. Um, sort of a poetic way of of um, just telling the story, story through the captions that way. And I would just wish there was sort of more of that instead of the, um, like I said before, the uh, thought bubbles. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. Yeah, he does. I mean, Mensch just use a wide variety of thought bubbles, captions, and just your straightforward word balloons. What I, I see here is um, that thought bubble that Moonlight has towards the end where I guess to create tension, he um, he ha- is thinking, oh, who's Samara going to choose? Is he going to choose Marlene or, you know, Anna? Please choose Marlene. Yeah, and he says, yeah. pick yeah, Marlene. Yeah, that, that's great. I find that pretty funny. Because, but actually it shows... Well, because he has such confidence exactly. in her that he knows that he would, that she could hold her own. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great yeah. a great show. Um, underestimated Anna, though. I mean, she's got a mean headbutt. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, underestimated Frenchie because he's sneaky. With the, what is he wearing? A helmet? What the hell? Is yeah, that? I know it's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, it's like a bandages. Like I don't know. He's got, he's got like... a bandage on his face. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. um, but no, um, done really well. The, if anything, if we are to look at the art, there's one bit I found. I, I found it strange. There's one earlier on uh, of Mark Spector. I don't know if you thought it too, but he looks. A little weird. He looks almost gangster like. Yeah, there's a there's a weird yes. face. Yes, yeah, exactly. Where he's making like he's like an angry. Yeah, he does, and he's like, what is he itching his like neck a or something? James Dean kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah he, looks kind of, he looks weird, kind of pug face and a pompadour for yeah, some reason. Yeah, yeah, it just looks like it looks like Sinkiewicz is maybe struggling with that with that, a, that angle. Yeah, yeah. But everything yeah. else, other than that, he's quite consistent with Mark. I mean, you can you can tell when Mark is Mark, which is um. Really mm-hmm. good. And again, I know it sounds obvious, but sometimes artists um, make faces look all the same. Yeah, same face. Um, there's one really good shot, actually one whole page, um, where Mark, you know, finds the, uh, come meet us at the Citigal at midnight thing. And um, he draws Mark like screaming at the fact that it's like come to the oh, circle yes. at midnight yeah. and he's like no <laughs> great automatic no he's like blood it couldn't be on means blood oh it's just paint never mind uh, it's a good funny fake out but yeah. it's like he he looks kind of the second 
small, I guess the first small panel, and he's like reaching for the camera. Yeah. He looks really disturbed and kind of ugly, and I really kind of like that. It's like oh, it still looks like still looks like Mark, but it kind of like you know, it's like everybody has a cry ugly face, <laughs> when they, a horrified when yeah, they, exactly. yeah when they emote like that. So that's kind of fun. I, I thought that was a little funny as well. I know it probably wasn't meant to be, but you know he's so distraught and stuff, and then decides to lick. You know, take a bit of the, the red and lick mm-hmm. it. He's like, no, oh, just paint. <laughs> just so we know. It's like, oh, no, no, it's just paint. Um, that's mm-hmm. funny, though. Um, no comics code. It could have been blood. It could have been, yeah, which would made it quite grisly. I mean, again, mm-hmm. a synagogue was shot up. I mean, why why not yeah, have... he could have cut Marlene yeah, or something. And exactly. Not that... Manson family or whatever. <laughs> Not that would want that, but still, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, <clears throat> quite interesting stuff here. Uh, I'm just looking, going backwards a little bit on the the, the car chase scene. There's a little little move that Moon Knight pulls, which is pretty cool. He kind of hooks his legs around the door and just flips back, again, to show you the agility of Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> yeah, that whole scene is that whole page where he takes the guy, jumps from the... Yeah. Um, uh, from from hit the car he was driving, or I guess Frenchie was driving. Yeah. The car Frenchie was driving sp- smashes through the window, takes one guy out by smashing his head into the wheel. Yeah. The guy shoots at him, yeah, and he does that like very acrobatic sort of his legs hooked onto the car mm-hmm. door and swings backwards. And the guy's like, ha, I got him. And the, the one small panel of the guy smiling with the smoking machine gun to the mm-hmm. next one where Moon Knight just pops right back in his yeah. face. It's so good. It's very cool. I mean, even the fact that like when he does mm-hmm. bend backwards, you see him grab the bumper at the front. And I think that's great. I mean, it just mm-hmm. shows that, yeah, it's not like he's he's actually anchoring himself that way as well. Um, yeah, it's a good attention to detail. Yeah. For- for that action, but I tell you, that's something that Doug Mensch wouldn't write. Exactly, like that Bill Sienkiewicz thought. Yeah, of. for sure. And I tell you though, how unlucky is Frenchie with pub- well, not public transport, with with transport in general. I mean, he's he's been on the the bad end of you know the moon copter, and now this car. Like the guy probably has to take his driving license again. Um, drivers, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Um, Driving while distracted, yeah. but you can get a ticket for that. Yeah. Now. But it does show his uh, his loyalty to Mark as well, because he he escapes the hospital uh, against what I'm assuming the doctor's wishes to to try and back up Mark. So there is a a, yep. a real bond that they t- the two have here, um, which Mensch tries to he's trying to consolidate that uh, throughout the series. Um, but yeah, uh, any other points here i can't really apart from as you're saying that the previous issues uh references to other runs it was just this is part of can be seen as part of an overarching nimrod strange thing yeah um mm-hmm. it's funny that just nimrod strange seems to be well they're trying to definitely the sort of the classic dictator but i found the the caption where it talks about him being it's like for a Man claiming to be an anarchist, Nimrod Strange plays Lord of the Manor extremely well. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it just shows just the idea double of, standards. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but like, um, it's kind of a classic comic book thing to sort of like. Or it's not even. I mean, it's James Bond movies, whatever it yeah. is. Like these anarchists, it's like 
did you guys ever read the definition of yeah, what anarchist yeah, exactly. means? Yeah. I guess not. No. <laughs> Take a leaf out of the Joker, I guess. Or <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, we should, you know, it would be remiss also as well to not talk about, although um, there's not too much to say about it. There, there was an additional article at the end of this issue as well. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, The Many Phases of Moon Knight. And this is written by Alan Zelenitz, uh, so listeners yeah. would recognize his name from the Fist of Conchu. Um, but it was basically a recap, wasn't it, Noel, um, from basically the origins. Um, so it's a nice little... Yeah, it's just basically yeah. like the recap of what we've got from from the right, you know, from editor writer point of mm-hmm. view of what's hap- what's happened so far. And he was like, "Here's just in case you've yeah. you know picked up on issue eighteen. Here's what you can go and even has the issue numbers and everything you need yeah. through Moon Knight's history. You know, basically saying it's like started as a villain and then we, we thought he was great and for some reason we gave him." His own series eventually, and here's some of his villains, yeah. and he was in the defend in the defenders in a weird drawing. And, I guess before the internet, uh, this was what you really needed um, to to look up. You know, if you are a, a casual or an interested fan, uh, this would be perfect for you. Oh yeah, these these were they. I mean, they were really needed. I think, especially with a new character like this, where people are seeing like this book was only available at cop at comic book shops, so. They really, really had to uh, sell it. There's the one really great panel they picked for the here with um, Moon Knight coming in to talk to Captain America. And it must be Jarvis that he pushes aside. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, I'm sorry, sir, I couldn't stop him. And automatic defenses uh, devices didn't seem to. They must be turned off. Can imagine who would? Uh oh, he calls himself Moon Knight, and he's like, They know, pal. They summon yeah. me. It's, it's a great angle as well. It's, it's very str- weird yeah, angle. Yeah. yeah, it's really strange. Really? It's cool. I don't know who drew no, that. No, I'm pretty keen to find out. I, I can't recall that. Um, so that's yeah, probably one of those other um, those other titles. But yeah, mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, but it was a, it's it's a cool um, summation of like Moon Knight so far, yeah. and a gr- great Conqueror Lord. Panel yeah, of and- the the seminal Conqueror Lord yeah. panel. There you go. With his mm-hmm. rats. Rats looking up looking yep. up his crotch. It's great. Yep. <laughs> There's all good rats too. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so no, so that that's really good. It, like listeners, uh if you again There's it's a really it simple is. it's it's really one of those comic books that's kinda of hard to talk about because you really have to read it. Because yeah. not a lot happens, but there is some really good art and some good action you know, like well scripted in, in the art department action. Yeah. It's, it's again, kind of how I always um, describe the Mensch thing. It, it's really just a part of a, a whole of what he's building. I mean, if you look at like, the individual blocks, they may not seem totally impressive or, or absolutely brilliant, but if you put them all together, they're pretty, it's a pretty, really a classic run. Like if you look back at the Mensch Sienkiewicz run and what he created across, across those uh, 38 odd issues, um, mm-hmm. just really, really good stuff. So, uh, you might get villains like this, the, the Slayers Elite that you never see again, but they're enough to kind of create nice action sequences. They're enough to kind of, um, mm-hmm. some good cat and cannon exactly, fodder. fodder thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just really enjoyed the tone. Um, 
there's a lot of introspection here, as you're saying, with Mark Spector as well. So Mench is really trying to, mm-hmm. really, really trying to kind of work on this character and flesh him out. And we're talking about only, ooh, we're talking about issue 18, so he's well into it. Like, you know, it's almost a halfway mark. Um, so. Yeah, it's two years pretty much yeah, into it. Yeah. So, um, really good. Uh, would you like to give this a rating, Noel? Um, if you, if you mm, could, I, you, yeah, do you want me to get, you go, you go first. I want you to okay. go first. So I originally, I'm going to change my rating. Um, I'm going to give this, um, <laughs> but only cause yeah, it's just look in the, I talked to you in uh, a little bit in the scheme of things, you know, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like one of those issues that, you know, will be forever remembered and stuff, but, um, it, it has, has all the hallmarks of, of what Sinkevich and Mensch are doing to the character. So I think that's very good. And and the fact that um, setting it in Jerusalem, something a little different, um, uh, you know, and they're doing that as well by having Mark Globetrot all over the uh, all over the world is, is a good thing as well, making him really international. So I'd give it, uh, using the vanilla rating, a bump it up, up to uh, a waning gibbous, so a high end of that, about a 7 out of 10. Uh, it's 7 out of 10 for me, it's, it's quite enjoyable, something that I will go and reread again. Um, doesn't reach the heady heights of, I don't know what a top comic would be, but you know, a nine out of 10, it wouldn't be a, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, um, but yeah, it's, um, it, it's up there. It's good. It's very solid, very consistent. Um, and, and the art of course is always good to look at. So yeah, seven out of 10. How about yourself? I'm, I'm exactly with you. I would give it a solid round boy, boy, boy. <clears throat> which would be a seven. I think. I actually, upon going through it, that's where I was going to be, but I would say mine would be on the lower end, like almost like a 6.9, mm-hmm. but we'll just go 7, just because there are a couple little um, art things oh, yeah. that kind of, first, it's like, I mean, it's you got it's early Sienkiewicz, so it's yeah. not going to be some of his best. There's a couple of just things that are a little, like that one weird face where he looks like yeah. a gangster, and a couple other shots that are a little just too... Like a not great version of Neil Adams, I guess, but the story overall, I think, is really fun and strong. And I mean, it's really simple. I mean, it's I don't think Doug had to think long and hard, but setting it like in Jerusalem, like right on the cover, it's cool. You see a small Jewish boy wearing a yarmulke, yeah. like watching Moon Knight punch this dude or get hit him with the face with this truncheon. Yeah. <laughs> um, um <clears throat> so yeah. I think it's I think it's it's a good book. Yeah. yeah. It's like um I don't I don't know if non-Moon Knight fans would like it that much cuz it's really kind of like how is this guy what I mean there's there's enough sort of monologuing and Mench's part to get caught up on what's happening obviously but I think maybe that's part of the reason why they threw that um little backup mm-hmm. in, info dump at the end of the book to be like oh and by the way this is what's happened so far yeah. with Moon Knight. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you as well. I think if you gave a non-Moon Knight fan this, they'll probably turn around to you and go, so what's, what makes him so good again? Like, you know, what what is so good about this? Yeah. Um, and that's nothing to take away from the issue in the writing and stuff, but it's just that I guess it's locked into that particular style now and tone that as a Moon Knight reader, mm-hmm. if you'd been reading the, you know, volume one from the beginning and you, you kind of lock onto now. Um, so it... I guess it, you can call it an acquired taste um, because it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like your other 
comic books. Um, I've been reading uh, the Mensch Galacy Masters of Kung Fu, uh, and that was in the that is phenomenal. But again, like if you give it to someone, um, it's very different. It's very espionage. Um, but yeah, again, if you if you give it to someone who likes. I don't know, the Avengers or Spidey and stuff, it may not be their cup of tea. But similar with this, Moon Knight, although he's dressed up as a superhero, he really is just a a dashing, you know, I don't know, agent or as we we call it, a poor man's James Bond kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. So, no, so, I mean, it, it's a good issue. Uh, listeners, uh, let us know what you think as well. Um, but 7 out of 10 from both of us is, is pretty pretty good, so... Um, yeah, and I, that's just as a Moon Knight fan, that's where I'll put it. But I can see somebody, first time, it might be like, this is not a good yeah, comment. Yeah. <laughs> they would probably put it much Absolutely. lower. Absolutely. I always, yeah. But, but f- really, you know, from a, a educated point of view, I guess, we can rate it higher than what it maybe really yeah. would land in reality with other comic Absolutely. readers. Absolutely, as well. <laughs> I'd agree with you there. I always, um, uh, one of my, my co-hosts, Noel Connor, from the last Sunday Crypt. He's always like, he asked me every now and again, oh, you know, so uh, I'd love to read a little bit of Moon Knight here and there. Um, I'm kind of always a little hesitant to give him like one issue of a Doug Mensch, um, you know, volume one run, because I know he probably will be mm-hmm. underwhelmed. But um, yeah, mm. it, exactly as you're saying, I think for the casual reader. Well, you know his, yeah, you also know yeah, his taste. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little different because I would say I can see Connor getting hit it. Oh yeah, and it, him probably thinking I don't know exactly what's going on because it is it's like a really basic, basic, bare bones yeah. story, <clears throat> but it's so beautiful and well, so well told in its simplicity. I can see him being like, "This is oh a cool yeah, comic. I think yeah, he'd definitely appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, absolutely. If I gave him this one though, be kind of like mm-hmm. you go really." Because you like this guy, <laughs> it's like a, uh, again nothing to take away from it. Seven out of ten. Well, isn't he a big? He's a big Iron Fist fan. Oh yeah, yeah, he? he is. Yeah, yeah. There's there's plenty of those old Iron Fist comics you could pick up and get even worse. Oh yeah, Connor <laughs> admits it as well. Like he is. You know, there are some oh, you know, woeful like issues. Like he just totally hates. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, um, hopefully you know I can. It's only every now and again that he'll he'll ask about Moon Knight, so maybe I should come up with a a, a couple of issues. Maybe hit it is is one of them. Yeah, think of the yeah the perfect three Doug Mensch, or at least volume one issues. Yeah, yeah. I think the introduction of Scarlet yep. would be pretty good yep. too. Yeah, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say that too as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes. There's a go. There's a good good question for the comments. Is just what what three? Yeah. Volume one, specifically comics, would you pick out to give to somebody who's never read Moon Knight before? Very interesting. Yeah, loonies, uh, join the join the chat, join the comments there. That'll be interesting to hear. Um, yeah, hit it, Scarlet Spot, uh, Scarlet Sandglass, Scarlet, and um, gosh, uh, t- maybe even twenty five. Um, I think with with Black mm, twenty five Black Spectre. I think that's. Yeah, I would, for me, I was thinking that your issue one. Issue one, yeah. Yeah, you get you get Bushman. I mean, yeah, you get the you get the origin. Yeah, you kind of get the origin. Actually, I really like issue two personally more than issue oh, one. Oh, Crawley's um, Crawley's son, right? The, the Slayer. Slayer. Yeah, yeah that, that was an interesting mm-hmm. thing. That's never been picked up again, has it? Like Crawley had a a serial killer son. It's um, yeah, oh, mm-hmm. God, 
forgot about that. <laughs> oh, the, the slasher, slasher or yeah, slayer, not oh. slasher, slasher, yeah. slayer, slayer mm-hmm. sniper. It's all you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, <laughs> anyway, um, thank you, Noel. Uh, huge thank you. Thank uh, you. A little bit jolted our review there with a, a cameo of little Finn. Um, hopefully, mm. I've cleaned up it. I cleaned it up in the edit there, but uh, for those. Letterbox. <laughs> um, for those that with the video, we just seen little Finn here. I think he he discovered like it's not that exciting in what yeah, what Papa's doing it here. So <laughs> he he wanted to go out straight away, and and he's fine now. Yeah, Stella will do the same sometimes. If I'm doing something. What are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? I'm like this, and she's like, "Oh, that's not cool." Like, yeah, I think I think it's cool, but I'm a nerd, so whatever, kid, get the hell out of here. Um. So yeah, maybe it was maybe it was a stroke of genius to to let Finn in. Um, anyway, no, a huge thank you, Noel. Uh, been, been awesome having a chat. Um, yeah, good to see you. And, uh, and next phase listeners for our next 206, 207, we're going on the other side of a lunar pick. It's a waxing crescent and that will be a modern run review. So I'll, will be joined by Russell Moran, new kid on the block and host to Tomes of Evil. Uh, and uh, we'll be looking at a Vengeance of the Moon Knight issue, I can't remember the the one exactly, but it's the one with uh, Scarecrow on it because he he loves Scarecrow, the DC version. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a Marvel version of the same name. I am, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Sometimes hero. Oh, is he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. that should be good. I haven't read that in a while, so we'll have Russell on there. Um, should be fun. Uh, listeners. As mentioned at the top of the show, Patreon, uh, if you go to patreon.com slash itkmoonlight, please have a look. A lot of incentives there to join. I've just updated uh, the the logo for uh, the merch uh, stuff, so uh, it's something a little different. It's uh, the headphones one. Um, go check it out. Uh, also, Hello Headphones, if you use the code itkmoonlight, you'll get 10% off their online store. Dreamland Comics, if you use the code MOON, you'll get 20% off their online store, so all your back issues. Go go find your issue 18. Go have a look at that Crackerjack ad and that uh, and those ads for Marvel Fanfare. Marvel Fanfare, bring that back. I love that um, that series. Me too, I love it. Yeah. Um, so you can, you can find all of that at Dreamland Comics and get yourself 20% off as well. Uh, also, we're an affiliate member to Entertainment Earth, so any purchases of, of your action toy figures... Uh, please use the link, and, and that will help the show as well. And finally, uh, we are part of the collective. So, awesome, awesome shows like uh, I mentioned, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist show, run there by Connor McKenna, uh, Resurrections, the Thanos and Adam Warlock podcast, or we are Venom Maniacs, a Venom podcast. There's a whole list of them. Go check it out in the link. Uh, a lot of great listening material there. Uh, finally, you can contact us email at. Uh, itkmoonlight at gmail.com we're on facebook twitter instagram youtube discord get vocal we've got a website websites seem to be a little obsolete these days Noel. with social media i don't know what do you think do you, do you ever do you ever visit the website cool. i do oh you do okay actually for for old episodes sometimes to remember oh. wait which episode so i can search the page and be like ah okay go to my podcast catcher and re-listen to that episode oh okay so they, they have a use like which one did you know which one did we <laughs> discuss you know whatever like did yeah. we ever discuss issue 18 before did you and i oh, know uh, that's an issue ever discuss it you know things like that well, so if the website comes in handy that's true i'd say on you know onto that as well i think it's because maybe we we did a nimrod strange one before because i i, I do I recall so. yeah those bodyguards but 
Yeah, maybe not this one. Anyway, um, yep. use the website, listeners, to to check that out. Also, uh, we're on Podchaser as well, so you can uh, leave a review there or, or on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that would really help the show, so uh, it would be so cool if you can. Uh, anyway, Noel, a big thank you again. What are you going to do for the rest of the afternoon, evening? You, you know, you're still, um, you're still in the prime of your day. Yeah, I'm going to cook dinner. Excellent. Excellent. What do we got? What do we got on the menu? Yeah. Um, some stir fry noodles. Nice. Mm-hmm. With vegetables and tofu and some probably curry. Oh, sounds very healthy. Far out. Got to get back, mm-hmm. back on a health kick. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna have a little, a little look. See how the little fella's going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, listeners, uh, bid you farewell. And uh, as always, may conchu watch over their denizens of the night. Catch you later. Goodbye. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.